Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Jason Brewer, who's the CEO of Malar Mining, who are an African-focused mining investment company um, exploring and discovering battery metals in East, Central and Southern Africa. Um, A mine engineer by trade, Jason has over 25 years experience in international mining, finance markets and investment banking and has been responsible for structuring and arranging corporate and project financing facilities for mining and exploration companies um, with a particular focus on projects in Africa. Um, and he's here today to talk about uh, Malara Mining and what they are looking to achieve in the battery sector in Africa. So that's welcome, Jason, to the podcast. How are you doing, Jason? Rob, I'm great, mate. Thanks. Uh, and thanks for that introduction. No, and, I, and hopefully that's all correct. And uh, appreciate your Appreciate your time as well. So as we always start these podcasts off, just wondering if you can give us a an overview of yourself, your career, your background. Obviously, I, I summarized it there, but I just wondered if you can go into a little bit more detail so our audience knows a little bit about yourself um, before we go into uh, more, um, more questions around um, Malala. Yeah, sure. Look, um, I'm a mining engineer by background. Uh, I was actually born in, in the UK. My accent probably deceives me now. Um, born in the UK, studied mining engineering there at the School of Mines in London. Um, one of my first jobs was in a granite quarry then in St. Brewitt out in uh, Bodmin Moor in Cornwall. So um, I've, I've come on since then, I'd like to think. Um, worked in, in the mining industry in South Africa, in the gold mines, in northern Ontario, in base metals, and in Australia as well. Um, got involved on the banking side, as a lot of mining executives did back then, because limited roles or opportunities elsewhere actually mining. So I got involved in investment banking and worked in, in Australia with Rothschilds on the mining finance side and always had a bent, had a focus on Africa. So really focused on a lot of the mine development, mine financings there in, in Africa. And so I moved through funds management uh, and then onto this side of the fence. So actually into identifying opportunities, uh, putting them into a listed company, raising the capital and getting that project advanced through to production. And through that process, I've sat on the boards of a number of ASX uh, and London-listed companies in various roles uh, on the board, non-executive directors, CEO, chairman, et cetera. Um, my passion is Africa. It's, it's finding projects that for one reason or another have stalled. And I think that's where I can bring in, I guess, my skill set of being able to source and access capital out of London, Australia, uh, and bringing in place the sort of right team, both local and internationally, to get those projects into development. And yeah, you know, I'm I'm based here now in Kenya, in Nairobi. This is my home, and I think it's a great advantage to be here on the ground and and driving and finding these projects. Like I said, that's my passion. You know, I'm not one of those CEOs that sits there in some plush office in in Kensington, Toronto, Sydney, Perth. You know, I'm I'm here in in Nairobi. I get out a lot on the ground. So so that's me. 
a passion still for mining. Uh, my hands probably aren't as worn out as they they should be, but no, no, I love it and um, enjoying the opportunities in that battery metal space, which I find myself in now. Yeah, so I wondered if you can uh, give us an overview or a quick snapshot of uh, modular mining, um, just so we got a, a, a brief understanding of of the company, and then I've obviously got some more more questions to ask you in in more detail. Sure. Look, Marula, it's uh, like you say, it's an African focused battery metals focused company, and yeah, you know, it was a shell of a company you know, several months ago before I got involved in this executive role. Um, sitting there on the Aquis Stock Exchange, and, you know, that's that's one of three exchanges there in the UK. Um, Aquis is, is a great market to be on, uh, a great platform for us at the moment. I'm sure as we grow bigger, uh, we will be looking at dual listings. And I know we're looking at dual listings both with AIM and uh, here in Nairobi as well. But, you know, it's, it's a great platform, very entrepreneurial. But that's where we're, we're listed at the moment under the code MARU, Maru. Um, we have projects at the moment in South Africa, which is our lithium project, which is Blesberg. We have a rare earths niobium tantalum project in uh, in Zambia, in Convoy Hill. Uh, we have recently acquired a project in Tanzania, a very high-grade copper project at Kanusi. And we've clearly made it uh, made our intent known that we're moving into graphite and other battery-related um, projects here in East, Central, Southern Africa. Big difference with us, and I'll, I'll say it very clearly uh, at the outset, is you know we're not really a grassroots exploration company. Um, far from it. We're looking at projects which we feel we can get into production within a six to twelve-month period. So. Projects we can go to where we can see there's been small scale, even artisanal mining, where I guess that risk of discovery has been eliminated. So, you know, we're not going to be sinking millions and millions of dollars into grassroots early stage exploration. We feel, I feel that our shareholders funds are best applied to the more advanced projects, which have been de-risked and which are located in Proven mining jurisdictions here in Africa, um, you know, a lot of investors look at Africa and see there's a lot of risk. Um, we're operating in countries such as Zambia, South Africa, which to a large degree have got first world mining infrastructure. So that's our focus. That's Marula. We've got a, we're in a bit of a transition at the moment as a company in terms of the projects we're securing. The, the board and executive management team will evolve as we grow, but battery focused and projects into production quickly, rapidly, and where we think we can start getting returns to shareholders very quickly. Um, how are you progressing with the sort of mine development at uh, Blesberg? Yeah, look, Blesberg is that lithium tantalum project in, in South Africa that I mentioned there. It's in the Northern Cape, so about eight hours drive, a very scenic drive up from Cape Town. So um, anybody that gets down to the mining in Darbel uh, next year, you're more than welcome to come up. They'll, they'll see quite an operation. Rob, I'll add you to the list already. Um, look, it's it's a my it's a it's a it's been it's intermittently mined for 80 years. It used to be South Africa's major source of tantalite. Um, it's been mined for mica, for feldspar. Um, it's the largest mineralized pegmatite in South, Southern Africa. Okay, so there's a, it's, there is lithium there, but it's never been the spodumene's never been 
it's obviously been mined, but it's never been processed or sold. So you've got a lot of historical mining activity. Um, we have moved very quickly on Blesberg. You know, I think we only got shareholder approval to actually move ahead with the acquisition in July. Um, we then announced three weeks ago, four weeks ago, that we were moving to own 100% of it um, through a funding arrangement with Atraxis, Atraxis being a global commodities trading group um, with their subsidiary in South Africa. They've, they've executed, we've executed documents for a $5 million prepayment. So it's not one of your, I use, I use very good language here, Rob. Um, it's not one of your bullshit MOUs, you know, non-binding, indicative of this, indicative. No, we've signed documentation. We've actually drawn down the first two and a half million tranche of funding, which we've used to buy out the other shareholders in Blesberg. So we're now 100%. We've used it for mine development. So we've actually got equipment on site. We'll, we're busy developing that mine. And we will deliver the first thousand tons of spodumene from that operation by January the 14th. So it's moving ahead quite quickly. There's a lot of activity on site. Southern Metals Processing are our contractors in South Africa, great group um, based there in South Africa, and they're working at pace to get this going. So Blesberg uh, will have an RNS out very soon, just giving shareholders an update on it. But first sales of lithium out of that mine in the first month of, of 2023. So, yeah, we will be, Marula will be that next lithium producer. Um, and I think there's a lot of people which are kind of scratching their heads and thinking, how have you done that? But, you know, we've just applied ourselves. So there's machinery on site. We've got employees on site um, going through health, safety, and all the necessary induction things at the moment. But there will be updates going up on our website very soon photos, videos, so people can actually see and believe everything they see in the RNSs which are coming out saying we are going to be a lithium producer. What type of mining are you looking to uh, to develop at uh, Blesberg and what in indicative production rates uh, and product specifications? Yeah, um, as I said, it's, it's an old, old mine, operate intermittently but not for, for lithium. So you've actually got uh, the main pegmatite there, which is Numas 1, um, extends, it's open, so but it's extending, I think, for over a kilometre, the main mineralized zone within uh, a 400, 600-metre area. Um, you see the spodumene crystals in the walls of the existing pits. And these aren't those spodumene crystals you see, you see in some of the drilling out of, out of Canada, which are the size of your thumbnails. Um, I think we put out some photos of these, uh, of the spodumene there. It's the size of you. And I assume you're about six foot tall. Um, so you've got you look in the pit walls there, Rob, and it's it's two meters across, two meters high, and it's set in the wall. So it's in the intermediate zone in this in this pegmatite. There's five zones within there. Um, you've got, like I said, you've had the mining there, standard open pit mining. Okay. Interesting enough, what's happened over the past 80 years, they've been stockpiling what they've been considered as waste. Uh, there's about 250,000 tonnes of these, these wastes, of these stockpiles there. Uh, we did a bulk sample this year of those stockpiles. Uh, the one-tonne stockpile came in at 6.19% LiO2. Um, your minimum specs for an export spodumene concentrate is 5%. So you've already got within there an exportable product, 
Okay. Um, so to start with, what we're doing and what we're doing now is actually processing those stockpiles. So we're actually getting the spodumene out of those stockpiles. Um, we have an arrangement with Traxis, Southern Jade Resources, which is the subsidiary out of South Africa we're dealing with, to do a 1,000 ton delivery in January and to follow that up with another 1,000 ton delivery. Um, we will continue to be doing 1,000 tons a month out of those stockpiles um, for the next 18, 24, 30 months. Um, clearly, we're going to be ramping up on that basis. And that's just from reprocessing those stockpiles. Those stockpiles need to be moved. They've got to be moved because they're actually sitting on the pegmatite now. So we've, whilst we're going to be retreating those stockpiles, we're actually doing some further exploration to prove up the, the pegmatite, the Numus 1 pegmatite. There's, I think we've reported 8 to 10 million tonnes within there. Um, there's, with pegmatites, as a lot of your technical listeners will know, they occur, they occur in swarms. So there's multiple pegmatites across our prospecting licence, which have yet had that modern systematic expiration. So whilst we're actually generating a cash flow, doing a saleable product from those stockpiles, we're actually proving up a longer-term hard rock, open-cast, conventional open-cast, drill-and-blast um, operation, um, producing a spodumene concentrate. So no different to what you see in, in Western Australia there um and it will and, and no different to what's proposed over uh over the border there in zimbabwe and what people have been doing in namibia remember this mine is right on the border with namibia up there so it, again it's a very standard very conventional plans that we've got in place here we've got the benefit of reprocessing these stockpiles in the meantime generate a cash flow and then fund a longer term um open pit lithium operation Obviously, uh, South Africa is, is a strong mining jurisdiction. Uh, what are some of the, the challenges you're facing in developing a, a, a new mine? Look, um, that area of Northern Cape has got a number of world-class mining operations. Um, so it's, it's having a bit of a resurgence at the moment. And, you know, you had the, the old Oak Keep copper mines up there, which were one of the mainstay producers. Uh, you've got the Gamsberg Zinc, you know, billions of dollars have gone into that mine. Um, so you've got some world-class projects up there. And look, we're very hopeful that we'll be able to prove up a very significant lithium mine, hard rock lithium mine here. Um, the challenges are it's it's eight miles, sorry, eight hours drive north of, of Cape Town. So you're in a you're in a rather remote area. You've got the the uh, the Orange River just there. So you're operating in that remote area. Great infrastructure, don't get me wrong. Sealed road all the way through. But again, Getting your supplies, getting your services. Again, it's another challenge which you know you 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 face. But it's not a fly in, fly out. It's you know you're not having to freaking use helicopters to get there. You, you're just driving. So you know what we consider a challenge is other people will be going. Come on, guys, be serious. That's not hard. Um, you know you're up there. Water is obviously an issue in that area. Um, we've got three bores on site which we've got to get refurbished. Um, power. Um, South Africa, as everybody's well aware of, have had challenges with their power and so on. Where we are up there in the Northern Cape, um, you'll certainly get a suntan, Rob, when you get out there after Indaba. It's one of the, you know, the amount of sunshine days 
uh, frightening. So we're looking at uh, a, a more sustainable supply of power, solar. I was on a conference just uh, just the other day talking about it. So we're looking at solar as a solution to provide us with our longer-term power needs. If we're a lithium producer and we're mining it and processing it using coal-fired power, power from a coal-fired power station from ESCOM or from diesel gensets, come on, that's not the way to go. So we've got to look at a more uh, environmental friendly power thing. So that's that's just something we're thinking of. One of the things which has come up, I guess, just from being on site the past few few weeks, wind. Seriously, I mean, we've actually started thinking, damn, we should be looking at uh, wind turbines up there. Some of the wind up there on site as we're mining and, and, and processing these stockpiles, you know, some serious wind. So that's cr- creating a few issues on, on dust. So we've had, and obviously with the processing and and, and so on. So we're actually just bringing up some dust suppressant to to manage that. Clearly, we're operating in a place, as I mentioned earlier, where water's a problem, water's a challenge. So dust is one of those things which we're really focused on and how we manage that. So again, some of these things to deal with. We're very fortunate. South Africa's got a very good employment situation there, very well experienced on the mining. So working with those local communities um, and getting them involved in all facets of our operation is something quite quite important. So um, I'm not sure on the specific numbers of local employees at the moment, but it's it's all. You know, there's no expats on site. This isn't one of those, um, you know, mines up in West Africa or whatever where half the workforce is Australian or Canadian or whatever. No, 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 no. This is 100% South African employment. So we're very proud of that. Yeah. Um, in addition to Blesberg, um, are you looking to develop any? Um, yeah, sorry, you are looking to develop uh, a new copper mine in uh, Tanzania. Um, just wondering if you just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, Rob. I mean, I, I think I touched on it earlier. Um, I guess our second priority, and it, it's kind of raced up the pecking order. This one um, is this Canusi Copper project. Um, I went on site, looked at this uh, with our consultants and so on. We've actually got Mark Nally, who's a very experienced, who's on our board, um, founder of uh, Moxico Resources, which your guys in, in London would know very well. They've just started producing, I think, from their Mimbula copper mine in Zambia, and that's a 20,000 ton per annum cathode operation. So quite a quite a freaking size operation, that one. Um, Mark's up on site at Canusi next week. so. It's it blew my mind actually when I went to Canusi. I've spent three years or so in in the DRC, one of the world's largest. Well, it used to be one of the world's largest copper producers and some of the highest grade mines. We went there. It's again we saw small scale artisanal mining of of azurite malachite. Excuse me for using some technical terms there. I'm not a geologist, but um, the green stuff and the blue stuff. If anybody's seen some of the pictures we put up on our website, on our social media platforms, damn this stuff. I mean, low-grade stuff, they're just leaving on on the floor, you know, running 3 to 5% copper. Um, the We did some samples, came at 7%, 15 19%, 31%. So it's raced up the pecking order, as I said. It's probably going to be the second mine that we're looking at bringing into production. Uh, we've, we're have we really putting a lot of attention on it. Copper, obviously, in the battery metal space is huge. And with those grades at surface uh, and some of the work which is ongoing, we're pretty confident that this is going to be quite a, 
a significant asset for us and one which we're determined to get into production very quickly. So, you know, that'll be a very conventional open pit mine there. And probably to start with, just producing a DSO product, you know, you're probably going to be producing a con of 25% or so, 20-25%, which there's a lot of demand for at the moment and which is well-placed. Sorry, well-priced and well-in-demand. So Canusi, it's up there in Tanzania. Probably best known. Tanzania is best known for its co- its gold production, uh, and also its growing graphite um, mine development stories. So, now this is a good one and one which we're very comfortable with. The copper, like I say, when um, I had my chairman here, Rich Lloyd, uh, last month, we had some of the samples in the office which he looked at, and uh, he was blown away by it. And he's a very experienced mine geologist as well. So, yeah, Canusi's looking good. Yeah. Um, what offtake arrangements do you have in place for um, in place at Blesberg, um, and what are you looking for in copper as well? Yeah, look, it's it's amazing. We put out some some initial releases on the copper there, and already the phone's been been running hot um, or ringing hot, whatever the terminology is. No, no, we've had we've been approached by a number of people already that are keen to look at it, both from a DSO thing and looking at you know what our longer term plans are there. So we're not short of call it expressions of interest in that. Uh, far too early stage, non-binding. It's it's talk at the moment on the copper at Canusi, but obviously I'm impressed that people have already picked it up. So that's very pleasing to see. And obviously operating in Tanzania, good road and port infrastructure there at Dar. So that's something I'm, I'm pretty excited about. And to get trading groups out of Switzerland, out of North America, out of South Africa interested, that's great. But clearly, there's one group that's got an advantage on it, which is the guys that are already, you know, purchasing our product out of Blesberg, out of the lithium. Um, as I said, Southern Jade Resources uh, affiliate subsidiary of, of Traxxas. Um, they've already agreed to put, well, they've already purchased lithium from us, and as a prepayment, so they're going to be receiving their first delivery in January, and we'll be delivering to them thereafter. So. You know, to have a group of their stature, size, I guess, experience, get involved and not just sit there and wait for us to deliver, but actually give us the money up front to allow us to deliver. I think that's a great sign of, uh, well, a validation in what we're doing, a great sign of support to, to the project. And, you know, they did their due diligence and it stacked up. So that was a $5 million prepayment on, on lithium produced. If we'd gone and raised that in the equity markets, Rob, and you've seen the state of the equity markets, that would have we would have diluted the hell out of our shareholders. We didn't have to. That's the big plus. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of offtake groups after lithium, Chinese, European, North American, and we field those calls daily. At the moment, we're already aligned with one group. Um, and they're in the box position as we move into the copper and other commodities. So we're very pleased with their support. And I think any junior company would be well impressed with with what we've done in that regards. Yeah, certainly sounds it. Um, you're obviously, you're looking at uh, the graphite operation in Tanzania. Um, I wondered if you can give us a, a, a more of an update and also the uh, rare earth project in Zambia. So I just wanted to yeah. uh, highlight that and give us some more information. Yeah, graphite. I mean, that's I've seen lots of news on graphite as that one's going to go the same way as lithium's gone over this year. Um, when we went to look at the copper in in, in Tanzania, we the same the same guys are involved with graphite, 
And they 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 asked, "Do you want to go and have a look at the graphite?" I said, "Of course, of course." Never turned that. You've just travelled several hours in a car to go and see something, so driving another few hours is 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 not a big deal. So, and again, I think I've put out some videos and pictures of this. You know, we went and saw a, a graphite. I was expecting to see some early stage exploration, small scale stuff. Damn, it was a fully producing processing plant, open pit mine, the lot. Um, and they had bags of the product there ready for sale and was going to be trucked through to Dar es Salaam. So, you know, Tanzania, you've got a lot of UK, Australian listed companies developing projects, you know, and we've, we've seen them. We all know about them, I think, in AIM, um, in London markets. Um, you've, you've got Armadale for a start, looking at some stuff uh, there in Tanzania. So we're looking at it from the perspective of more advanced stuff. So we've been speaking to a number of groups on the graphite. We're expecting something very soon to come out on that, both in terms of, a, a, I guess, a broad packages of package of license and also looking at it from a production perspective. So that's going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, we like the graphite there. Uh, the rare earths. Uh, this is a project up in, this is on Convoy Hill. So this is located in Northeast Zambia. Uh, it's already got a chalk compliant resource of both rare earths and of phosphate. So it's a, it's a carbonatite. Um, five, 10%, I think it's only 5% of it's been drilled. So there has been historical drilling, historical exploration, but the project really has not had a sustained exploration program. It's a bit early, earlier stage in that regards compared to the rest of the portfolio. But it it certainly adds to our credentials in the battery metals space. Um, interestingly enough, on on surface in, in certain areas of this, there's some very good niobe. There's been very good indications and sample work which has been done on the niobium and tantalum. So we're looking at the opportunity of doing a small scale, medium scale niobium tantalum operation, producing a, a con very quickly there. So that's something we're very keen to look at and. You know, being located in Northeast Zambia, which is Mark Nally, you know, Mark Nally's background. Mark's actually in Kitwe at the moment. Um, he's just had, I think, his third child born. So he's he went back to Zambia for that. So having him on the ground with such uh, incredible Zambian experience um, is a huge asset for, uh, yeah, it's a huge asset for us. So Mark's going to be involved in, in Convoy Hill. Uh, like I say, we'll... Do more systematic exploration on on the other ninety five percent of the project area that hasn't been drilled, but I'm I'm very confident on that. Rare earths is a bit of a chemistry set, you know. Um, I actually didn't know those elements existed on the periodic table. I don't remember studying that at school. I don't know if you did, Rob, but no, um, <laughs> no exactly. So so look, I'm you know, rare earths has gone through a massive run as well. And it's a commodity space we want to be involved in. Some great success stories there in London with Pensana, uh, probably the standout, I'd say. Um, so, you know, it's something we will be doing more work on, more drilling, more exploration. And I think sure as hell we'll be in a good position to put out some more news on that early in the new year. But it's it's certainly part of the portfolio and a key focus of us. Yeah. And lastly, just wonder if you can give us, uh, I know, uh, I suppose, uh, an outlook for the next six to twelve months um, of um, of the company um, and what you're sort of looking to achieve, and anything else that you want to add uh, to give our audience to think about. I hope I've given them enough to think about already. Actually, um, <laughs> look, uh, last year's no, this year's in Dava. 
um, someone asked me where Marula was going to be. And that was just as I was getting involved in Marula. Um, and I said, look, um, within the next 12, 18 months, we're going to be an operator. We're going to have two or three mines operating, generating cash flows and a good pipeline of projects. And I think we're probably ahead of schedule of where I thought we would be. Um, with what we're doing at Blesberg, I think that is going to be a project where very quickly shareholders, investors will take note that we are producing, we are selling a product, generating a cash flow and not diluting them to buggery. You know, we're actually going to be help, you know, we're actually doing it in a smart way uh, and we'll be proving it. So next six months there, you'll see, you'll see production sales. You'll see um, a, you'll see study work and results, which we'll be able to support, I hope, a long-term plus 15-year mining operation, okay? Hard rock, open pit operation. Um, can you see the next six months? The work we are doing now to be able to advance that towards production, I think is going to be very well received. Um, obviously, we need to do more systematic exploration to show just how extensive this project is. And, you know, Mark will be coming back in a week's time from site, giving us a lot of feedback on that. But I'm, I'm very confident, having seen it, walked it, touched it, yep. Um, and Combo Hill, yeah, I think you'll you'll have the updates there. But I think the, the Niobium Tantalum will be a surprise to a few people. The graphite in Tanzania, that's I think that's probably going to be the hidden gem, you know, which will surprise a few with what we can achieve in such a short time. I know there's been graphite companies up in Tanzania that have been there for several years. Um, what they've achieved in several years, I hope we'll achieve in a few months. So I'd, I'd keep an eye out for us in the graphite space. I think that's something which has really caught everything catches my attention. I was going to say it's caught my attention. Everything catches my attention, but I think graphite for us is an immediate opportunity because you know what? We've been out there on the ground. We've talked with the local groups. We've talked with a lot of people. We've walked the grounds. We've seen it. You know, they've seen the mud on my shoes. They've seen me face to face, not through some email, WhatsApp, Zoom, Teams, whatever. We're there. We've shown our intent. And I think as we progress Blesberg, as we're going to progress um, Canusi, people up there will see that we're a company that's going to be producing. So next six to 12 months, we'll have multiple operations, Rob. Um, hopefully each one competing against the other to outdo the other. But um, yeah, you'll see that happen operationally. And from a corporate perspective, um, strengthening our credentials in London, um, both at the board, strengthening our credentials here in Africa at the board level too. Uh, and I guess having a number of dual listings uh, to position ourselves to be able to attract investors from, from all areas. You know, I think the commodities we play in are ones which already grab investors' attention. We now need to make it easy for them to invest and support us and, and get involved. So yeah. a, a good six to 12 months ahead, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, there's no harm in some friendly uh, competition, even that's if it's in-house. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm a very competitive person. I love my football. Um so, you know, I I look at some of those other companies there. I kind of almost see us as like the I grew up watching Wimbledon. You know, I I'd love to see us as that kind of underdog which really comes out and surprises everybody, wins the FA Cup. Yeah, so I'd love to see us kind of in the pecking order of companies which when they look at in London. I'd love to see us kind of slowly creep up the table, you know, and, and surprise a few people, uh, which I think we will. 
Yeah. Really appreciate your time and thank you, Jason, for obviously giving us a, uh, an update on uh, Malula Mining and really wish you uh, the, uh, the best of luck for going into 2023. Seems you've certainly got your hands full with many uh, many things going on. And obviously, before we uh, started recording, uh, I can see how busy you are. So really appreciate <laughs> your help um, and um, good luck for 2023. If our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, and I'm sure they have, um, how can they go about doing that? What social media platforms are you on? We're on most. Look, I've got my own social media. I'm on Twitter. The companies are on Twitter. Contact us there. My mobile number is on the um, on all our announcements. So shoot me a WhatsApp. I'm happy to get on calls. I'm very um, approachable. Um, so So, yeah. Contact me anyway through the info lines, through all those platforms. And yeah, any questions, we we answer them. We're a very transparent and uh, engaging group. Yeah. We'll include those in the show notes that come in this anyway. So um, I'm sure our audience will uh, reach out to you with uh, a number of questions. So um, like I said, all the best for 2023. Um, and those that are listening, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Certainly a lot to unpack there. Um, obviously, Jason explained a number of different um, commodities that they're involved in, um, and th- these are going to be uh, near-producing mines in the short term. So um, appreciate your continued support. Please share this episode amongst um, the mining community um, all around the world. Um, and until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.